Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for April 10th, 2022, Palm Sunday. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, for your triumphal entry into this podcast, how are you? Hosanna-ish. <laughs> Hosanna-ish. Uh, explain. It's been a good Sunday, so it's like... A spiritual high of God's presence. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so uh, and we're recording after Sunday worship. Right, right, right. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so so you are you are in the position of praising God and mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. I and hopefully it. not betraying you before the end of the week. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all just a little bit? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Lent is. In the process of resolving. <laughs> yes, home stretch lenty wise. <laughs> um, so uh, I think we've I think we've pointed uh, to it enough uh, over the course of the past couple of weeks. But just to say it again, uh, starting Thursday, right? Or when starting Wednesday? What are no. you trying to say? <laughs> uh, no, it's Thursday. Starting Thursday. If it's close to seven o'clock, come join us. <laughs> well, tech, yes, depending on when. Actually, if you're listening to this prior to Palm Sunday, you still got to wait a week. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Palm yeah. Sunday kicks off Holy Week. Yes. So yeah, come after after this this coming Sunday. Join us starting Thursday, seven o'clock every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean until until Easter. Right. Until Easter. Um, but uh, but yeah, we got we got uh, uh, Holy Week coming up. This yeah, not the not the week you're listening to, but this following you know this coming week. Yeah, if only you could see the chart that Ben's holding up. <laughs> <laughs> if you cross multiply and then divide, um, the cosine of Palm Sunday is is, is this is Monday yeah. Thursday. Um, but uh, but yeah, we we've got a whole bunch of things coming up uh, this this following week. Uh, this week, do we have anything going on that we'd like to point out, or is it really just more in preparation for Holy Week? We're the. Do we have one more walk? Yeah, we have okay. one more walk. So Saturday at nine a.m. we'll mm -hmm. meet in the church parking lot. Okay. We do another part of the. That'll be Saturday the ninth. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. I had to do math. Um, yeah, we'll meet in the church parking lot and walk. Uh, another direction of the Nickel Plate Trail. Now will nice. be our last walk through Lent. Very good, very good. Um, and uh, um, yeah, like I said, around this period of time, a lot of the focus starts to really go into uh, Holy Week. So uh, yeah, the worship. Yeah, so appropriately we, enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we got a lot of that going on. Um, but the the um, the church service, 8 and 10, just like normal, uh, and, and we're doing an 8 and 10 on Easter Sunday as well. Correct. So, um, but uh, the Easter day, um, we're hot, we're spicing it up with a brunch at 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. after the 10 o'clock service, an Easter egg hunt for the kids. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much uh, normal. We're on cruise control for this week a little bit. <laughs> Unless you're writing sermons for Holy Week. Unless you're writing sermons for Holy Week, um, but uh, but it, of course all those all those seven o'clock services we will be broadcasting live as well. So um, there Super. there will be the. Um... I actually was going to ask you this. So now I know. I <laughs> now you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there will be a live broadcast of it, uh, and and so you can join either in person or online, or if 
you suddenly realize, oh, shoot, it's Friday. I didn't, yeah. you know, I meant to do Monday, Thursday at 7 o'clock. Um, that, can, that'll be available. You can binge walk, watch Holy yeah. Week. you can binge, binge watch Holy Week. Um, uh, uh, it won't be released all on the same day, but, you know, a staggered release uh, day right. by day. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so lots of stuff going on. Uh, visit Holy Family Fishers dot org to see all the deets as the youths don't say anymore um and uh let's move on to this day in church history this day in church history by the way april 10th uh so far since i have been doing these is uh a singularity is a a a uh you blew my mind man a single uh uh instance event in that i am not calling anything out of the events uh uh there there wasn't anything they're all um slightly different from each other uh all a little unique and not nearly as depressing as like what two three weeks ago um yeah. so uh uh this is it, it is interesting to see that the uh um there there's there's really no minor mentions uh that i that i weed out and so it'll be kind of it's kind of interesting so let's move directly into uh, April 10th events in church history, going all the way back to 417 AD. Co- Wait a minute. What? I found a date in church history. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 There's lots of them. <laughs> Do you want to be more specific? April 9th. Uh-huh. Let's see. I got to find the right one. Um, well, it, Someone died April okay. 1626, yeah. Sir Francis Bacon. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and William Law died in 1761. He's one of our Episcopal saints. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all April 9th? Uh-huh. Okay. 1816, Richard Allen and others organized the African Methodist Episcopal Church in Philadelphia. And the next day, Richard Allen was named as the denomination's first bishop thereby becoming the first black bishop in the United States in any denomination. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the day that in 1906, that the Pentecostal movement started in the United States. Are you taking away my bet? What are you doing? Today I am. <laughs> oh my. And here's a big one. Um, April 9th, 1945 is when... The German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer was killed by the Nazis, by the mm. Gestapo. Mm. Um, his um, dying words were, this is the end. This is the end for me, the beginning of life. Interesting. Oh, I like that. Yeah. The I like that. tragedy behind that is the reason that they hung him, hanged him on that day was the Allies were about to liberate the concentration camp uh. he was in. And they did not want him to survive. All right, so you you did make it a downer. I did I, make it a downer. I was. I, I think the camp was liberated like three days later. Goodness, goodness. Yeah, this is the the Christianity Today uh-huh. day in church mm-hmm. history. Yep, yep, yep. I pull from I pull from that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now I pull April tenth because that's the actual Sunday. Oh crud. <laughs> Now I know what happened Saturday. <laughs> that's, 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 that's right. That's right. That's right. 
Um, I was wondering how you would miss those. Right? Right, right? Because they didn't exist. They, well, they, they, the day before. Yeah. It was just the day before. Uh, uh, give it a couple of May years and we'll come May back. <laughs> we'll come back around to April 9th. Actually, how will that work? Yeah, wait six years yeah. uh, and we'll get there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, on April 10th, because uh, I actually do have questions on some of these. So, uh, oh, April 10th. I'm glad I stole your bit enough. <laughs> for, in 417 AD, uh, the co-emperors, which is, I didn't know a thing. Co-emperors uh, uh, Honorius and Theodosius II forbid Jews of the Roman Empire to purchase or receive Christian slaves, although they may retain slaves who are already Christian or who came to them under an inheritance any attempt to convert a Christian is made a capital offense, which is kind of uh, interesting considering the Roman Empire, like well, the Roman Empire. Point, but obviously, they were, yeah, they, at that point, the Roman Empire become a Christian empire. Right, right. We stopped uh, uh, killing uh, Jews and early Christians in, in lion pits and just focused on Jews. Jews. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Good. Well, but I, and, and, Christians with whom they disagreed. Okay. Because now, now that still a dangerous is legal, setup. Yeah. Then people could start killing each other in the name using the state apparatus, depending on their theology. Hmm. So hmm. you know, the first government-approved burning of at stakes and things like that. The okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but I never, I never knew that there was there were co-emperors in the Roman Empire. But well, now I know. And that was when they were going downhill. Oh, okay. Well, we're yeah, they were going downhill for a while, though. Yeah. I mean, um, 11 years later, uh, Nestorius is made the Patriarch of Constantinople. His attacks on the use of the term Theotokos, uh, which means God-bearer, uh, to describe the Virgin Mary, will lead to clashes and get him declared a heretic. Uh, he will not deny Jesus' nature as God, but feels the term challenges the important reality of Christ's human nature. Um, so there's a for instance, yeah. Uh, and then our church history like goes through a thousand, a thousand plus years <laughs> of no scandal, of, of no scandal or a, a, a date of note. Um, 1868, uh, listeners who hear the first complete public performance of Brahms Requiem. God, if only I could have done that. Uh, in the Cathedral of Bremen this Good Friday, uh, recognize it as a masterpiece. Uh, the master uh, composer has taken his text from the German Luther tra Lutheran translation of the Bible and focuses on the cons on consoling the living. But, oh, if you have never heard Brahms Requiem. Yeah, it, it could not possibly listen to it and go. Me. <laughs> uh, that won't that one won't stick <laughs> like it's it's so gorgeous. Uh, encourage you to turn this off and go listen to it. Um, it's fantastic. Alexa, play Brahms Requiem. <laughs> Playing Brahms Requiem. Um, <laughs> 1952, Watchman Nee, I didn't know this story, is arrested in Shanghai. This Chinese Christian becomes well-known in the West when his book, uh, many books are published. So uh, 1952, a, a very, uh, a long-standing uh, kind of a religious crackdown by the communist government oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, for, forever. But uh, did not, did not, I mean, says becomes a well-known 
Christian author in the West. I, I actually haven't heard his I name gonna, before. It doesn't ring a bell for me, so I was going to ask if it lists any titles. Uh, author? Oh, no, that's the author for the date. Um, no, it does not. Okay, it so yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Watchman Knee, uh, N-E-E. Um, so feel free to look into that. Alexa, who <laughs> is Watchman Knee? <laughs> We'll give you a minute. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you want to put uh-huh. this on your wish list? Uh-huh. That's interesting. Thank you. Thank you, Alexa. Um, in 1997, death uh, in Seattle of Betty Green, a woman's Air Force service pilot during World War II. Uh, she had founded the Christian Airmen's Missionary Fellowship in 1945, later known as the Missionary Aviation Fellowship. After leaving the Air Force, she flew for Wycliffe Bible translators around the world. Oh, okay. Which is kind of a cool, yeah. You know, that's a cool sounding story there. Wycliffe, but Wick, Wick, Wycliffe, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I always go to Wycliffe John. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, that's <laughs> well, that sounds like it's a landscaping question. <laughs> Wycliffe, <laughs> why, why here? Why, why now? Water feature. <laughs> But uh, but that sounded like a pretty interesting uh, uh, story. Uh, a service pilot uh, yeah. uh, in World War II, and uh, how cool! How, yeah. how very cool. Um, but that's it. That's that's our that's that's, that's two days. That's, that's our day weekend. in in church history for the ten. Um, but uh, sounds like the ninth had quite a lot going on uh, as well. So um, it's it, church history. It's chock full of. Of events and, and dates of note. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, let's move on to our reading, our first reading mm-hmm. for the day, which is Isaiah chapter 45, verse 21 through 25. Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, the Lord? There is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is no one besides me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone forth in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Only in the Lord it shall be said of me, our righteousness and strength. All who were incensed against him shall come to him and be ashamed. In the Lord, all the offspring of Israel shall triumph and glory. Um, so, second Isaiah? Yeah. Very similar to this last uh, week's Isaiah reading, um, um, reminding the, the Jewish people who, who, who God is and kind of creating this promise. What, what's... <clears throat> The way it starts, I, I feel like we're we're mid conversation, uh, uh, and, and kind of not sure what's going on here when when we start. At least I'm not. Um, declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? So I kind of feel like as a reader, like wait, wait, wait. What? Who told what? What? What's going on? What are we talking about here? What are we? What's going on here? Well, part of it is it's. It's a um, CSI God. Okay. As a, a crime show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 
it is a trial that is structured as an ancient trial regarding how powerful is God. Okay, counsel, bring forth your first witness. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And again, this is a time when the worldwide belief was every country got its own set of gods. And mm-hmm. they were only um, only had authority within the borders. Right. And part of the argument going on here that goes before and after the verses we have is, no, this is the one true God. Mm-hmm. who has sovereignty over all of creation uh, because he did it. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, so you talk, you know, turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. I mean, that's, whoa, in terms of, <laughs> that's a big thing to say. <laughs> well, yeah, if, if, especially if this is in terms of a, a, a like presented like an ancient trial, mm-hmm. uh, judging the merits of God. This is God on the witness stand saying, this trial is a sham because what do you mean? There, there aren't any other gods. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, You're trying to compare, you, you know, determine my me in the pecking order i'm saying there's no pecking order mm-hmm. so uh it, it, jack nicholson you can't handle the you truth. can't handle the truth you're i'm out of order you're out of order right. this whole court is out of order <laughs> i like it i like it um yeah i just i just want to be honest i just want god to be like you need me on that wall. <laughs> Which, actually, yes, we do. <laughs> we do. We do. Not in the context of that movie, but okay. No. <laughs> uh, now I'm trying to find a, a verse that would apply. Now, <laughs> um, yeah, probably uh, to, to me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Yeah, and there are various ones about creation, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and you know, re- I am God, there is no other, I am God. This is verses forward. There is no other one like me declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient things not yet done, saying my purpose shall stand and I will fulfill my intention. That's a cool phrase, though. Ancient things not yet done. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was Isaiah could bring it. <laughs> I, I I like it. Yeah. So so um, why this structure then? That, that's kind of kind of interesting. I mean, I I, I I'm assuming this is a uh, this is like a narrative structure, not like there was this trial. Oh, and, and the third third year of the reign of you know, it, I'm assuming that's not it's it, not a realistic it's trial. poetic. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I said narrative. Poetic is better. I like that better. Uh, I'm sorry. I keep looking at things and saying, oh, that's a cool verse. That's a cool verse. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's poetry. And this may be irrelevant nowadays, but it's almost like an opera. Where in terms of you could set this to music and all of the plot points would unfold in a very dramatic pattern. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, challenge extended. <laughs> Let's make it an opera. Isaiah, the musical. <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> hey, I like it. I, I'm just I'm imagining that in my head. That would be uh that would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, well, ancient things not well. yet done. <laughs> I mean, the um... of course, God is a tenor. Um, <laughs> Only because they didn't have sounds. Protagonists always are, but whatever. <laughs> that is sort of like the Messiah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, that did put a lot of Isaiah into music. Mm-hmm. Um, word for word, but yeah, it's it's supposed to be dramatic. It's supposed to be ear catching. Mm-hmm. Um, supposed to pull your imagination along, and circles back again and back again and back again to there being one God, mm-hmm. one God and only one God, who is sovereign over all because God made all. Got it. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. I do like the line, um, uh, all who were incensed against him, meaning, meaning God, shall come to him and be ashamed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, anything else uh, about it's, it's It's relatively short. Uh, like I said, we kind of get dropped in the middle of it, which I kind of regret. Um, I, I wish it was a little bit longer, but... Um, um anything else about this well it is applying it's being applied to palm sunday right so in a sense this could be the musical setting of part of the entry of jesus into jerusalem on mm, palm sunday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah i suppose we're about to have a trial in <laughs> narratively in the story yeah. Yeah. so um uh, that's an interesting parallel to draw that, uh, this is, this is Isaiah's, what we're about to experience is Isaiah's trial of God in reality, in, in real time, in, yeah. in, 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 yeah, the incarnate God. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that is kind of an interesting, uh, narrative, uh, uh, choice by the lectionary. Uh, yeah. And so it has the punchline of, um, to me, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear, um, that obviously won't happen on Good Friday, Mm-mm. but as world history unfolds, and, and it still is, eventually that's where it will end up, the world. Ancient things not yet done. Yeah. Hmm. Very cool. Well, uh, <clears throat> let's go to our psalm reading for the day. Uh, psalm 18, verses 19 through 29. One eighteen. 118. What did I say? 18? Psalm 18 is also good. Um, you were giving a discount. I was giving a, I was giving a discount. Uh, Psalm 118, uh, just 19 through 29. Um, Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the rejectors that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. 
bind the festal, festal process with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, and I will extol you. I owe give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Um, this, uh, this psalm, um, do we know, I'll do my, I'll do my usual thing first. Uh, do we know, have any historical context for it? What? not really, except it was written after Israel started to have kings. Okay. Okay. And, um, what, and after Israel had a physical temple. Okay. Okay. So, so they had rebuilt the temple? No, they could oh. be for the first time. Oh, okay. Okay. The original. Uh, and it's a, a hymn for probably a king entering the temple, to the temple grounds. Oh, okay. And this is, this is what would be sung. Mm -hmm. That's why it's open for me. Verse 19. First one we have for today. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter them. I will offer thanks to the Lord. This is the the king mm -hmm. coming in to pay homage um, to God. Gotcha. Um, the the line there in verse 22, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Very well known, like well, well recognizable line. For Christians. Yeah. Where's the origin of that? Is, is, right it, is, is it this psalm? I wasn't sure if this psalm was referring to an Old Testament thing because it, it doesn't, it gets re, uh, referenced again in one of the gospels, yeah. I think, Jesus, right? Jesus says it um, when... Because it's actually, it, it, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it seems to me rare that uh, things that we attribute to as quotes by Jesus, like quotes from passages or other writings, I'm having trouble remembering one whose origin is a psalm. Well, there are lots of, yeah, I don't know how often we have Jesus quoting a psalm. I, I just don't know off the top of my head because the gospels are full of references to the psalm. Mm -hmm. uh, in the in the narrative in in the narration, psalms are quoted. Mm -hmm. Or other people besides Jesus um, have the words of psalms in their mouth. So I think more than just a couple times Jesus does, but I don't know for sure. Okay. Okay, it's, it stood out to me as like, oh, I usually like I, I, I have a tendency to recognize or we dwell on and talk about references to prophecies and, yeah. and, and things that come from Isaiah and other uh, other Old Testament prophets. Not really like, oh, yeah, the psalm that, you know, that phrase originally comes from a psalm. Um, so it's kind of a, kind of an interesting uh, thing to me that way. Um so the triumphal entry of a king uh, uh, into the temple uh, was was believed to be the origin for this one. So it makes perfect sense as to um, uh, uh, Palm Sunday as to why it gets chosen. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, one can almost, yeah, I can imagine this even maybe being sung or said during 
you know, the procession during yeah. the waving of palms. Um, so that that's kind of a that's kind of a cool image uh, to that that this gives us. Um, help me out here. I'm 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 kind of blanking on uh, things to kind of point <laughs> out because it it. Well, as, as as sometimes happens, especially with the 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 readings that we get down to for, um, the 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 big uh, celebrations mm-hmm. in 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 the uh, the liturgy, it, it or the, in the lectionary, it it you know sometimes it has a tendency of becoming almost a, a little stale in some regards because yeah. it's yeah this is these are the same words we said last year or you know. <laughs> Uh, uh Hosanna. Yeah, Hosanna highest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so but like I'm not I'm not I'm not seeing anything else though that that I'm like, ooh, I have a question about that. Like what what what's this reference? Well part of it, one thing to think about is that the song these psalm psalms of the king when they're used by Christians one of the things we keep in mind is the theological importance of replacing kings with the one true God, which, mm. as you've said a number of times, God tries to convince them to do from the very beginning of wanting a king. Right. And in in human history, I think to this day, a lot of humans still want a king, mm-hmm. um, even self-proclaimed Christians, and perhaps some Jews, I don't can't I shouldn't speak for them, but I can I will as a Christian say too many of my brethren want a king. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah they do. They may not use that term. Right, right. Yeah, never use that term. That would be oh, I don't know. oh gross. <laughs> but yeah, you get them start. Rump, rump, rump. You get people start writing out like a you know a wish list, and you could definitely look at some of those things and be like, oh yeah, that's a king. Right. <laughs> You mean you mean uh you know a, a single figure with you know unlimited power that 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 thing who has to fix everything who fixes everything for you yeah 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 king, king. <laughs> and yeah and so the theological import is to, importance is to remind us that it's only God yeah God's the only one who has the um, power and role in creation to do those things mm-hmm. um so that that's no small thing. Um, also to keep in mind that early Christians often found through the Psalms ways to articulate what they had experienced and continue to experience of Jesus after the resurrection. Mm, mm-hmm. So this, this was a way of describing Palm Sunday was Psalm 118. It's like, oh, that's what was happening. Got it. Um, and, you know, incidentally, because you, you mentioned it, I, I played the Google card. And Jesus, that uh, quote you had, the that we had about the um, building that the, the stone that the builders rejected, rejected, is one of the few times Jesus actually, de- Jesus actually quotes a psalm. Okay. Besides when he's crucified. Uh, okay okay and then my god my god why have you forsaken me that's from a psalm yeah um but in <clears throat> oh yeah it is um yeah psalm 22 and so but in 
the after the resurrection, the book of Acts, many of the epistles uh, quote lots of Psalms to explain the Jesus event. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh yeah, we know that. We know hmm. that Psalm. Okay, that makes sense now. And again, they, they were probably still singing them. Right. So it's like, oh yeah, that's like what we sang last week in church. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um uh yeah there there's lots of what's fascinating to, to to see as as somebody who uh like does choir stuff and sings yeah. in the choir and has done quite skillfully all that oh uh, please uh but uh but yeah i, I the, liked how you carried the note down <laughs> <laughs> oh please don't say that <laughs> uh, <Little> me <laughs> I guess, I guess, and some unintentional uh, showing off. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love reading uh, these psalms and seeing how many lines there are that are reused in hymns yeah. that have their own uh, uh, different um, uh, choral pieces done on them. There's a lot of um, to, still to this day more, mo- you know, even more yeah. modern uh, um, uh, choral anthems. That I that, that we uh, dabble in uh, here and there will pull from Psalms yeah. more than more than anything else. So you want to know one reason why? Because they're songs. <laughs> There's, okay, you want to know You're another, another reason? Less important reason? Why? <laughs> okay, sure. No copyright. Ah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Depending on the translation, yeah. Nice. You can get in public domain lots of psalm translations yeah uh, one would one would assume the bible has lost its copyright protection uh, but not the translations but not oh not the translations yeah interesting depending on on how they were published huh what legal means they were published by what jerk holds a copyright <laughs> on a on a translation of the bible I should. What's what? I, I want to know what the, the impending most, harm to the applicant is that that is cited. Well, the the first one I learned this about was a Bible. This from is going to be a whole tangent for me, but go ahead. Yeah, from the nineteen seventies <laughs> called the Way. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. It was written by a, a a guy who lived in Chicago, commuted every day on the train. And for a spiritual discipline, he took a King James Bible and wrote down what he thought the verses meant mm-hmm. by putting them into modern language. Okay. And he showed it to a few people, and they're like, oh, that's so helpful to me that event very quickly it found a publisher, mm-hmm. and everyone involved copyrighted it. And so this fella and the publisher made oodles of money off it. Because every copy of the way was a profit-making publication. So yeah, so but I mean, and it wasn't even a, a authorized. It wasn't even a translation. See that I get that. Okay. Uh, to, to be honest, that I kind of get because that's he made it up. <laughs> well, it, it's 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 the same. It's the same kind of uh, concept as uh, um, there, there have been there have been lots of. Uh, cases involving um, copyrighted material, and the question becomes like, how much of a change of the base mm. of the intellectual property is necessary for it to not be a copyright right. violation? So I understand like copywriting um, 
I'll use a terrible example. Uh, uh, copywriting the Twilight novels because they were originally it was originally fan fiction of I forget what. Oh no no no! It's it's it was it was uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is a fan fiction of Twi of the Twilight novels. I did not know that. Uh, and and I, <laughs> if I remember the story correctly, but either way, it was anyway. it was just it was yeah. taking that base concept and like doing your kind mm -hmm. of in a way your own thing. So I I, I get that subtle. The, I never that thought subtlety. of the way as fan fiction, but yeah, it was. It, yeah, yeah, it's fan fiction. So. Um, so I get the the idea of like okay maybe a copyright would apply. I I, I just yeah. initially when you said that I was like, what? who's holding the King James version copyright? And like no no one shall no one shall profit off of, off of this translation but me. <laughs> yeah it well the the I have in front of me an Oxford University Press New Revised Standard version mm -hmm. the copyright is held by oxford university press um and they have had the copyright since 1962 okay uh, which was a radically different translation than the english language had seen before that was it a lot of people went from the king james version to the, the revised standard version. i mean my 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 personal thoughts on this are if you're holding a copyright on a translation of the Bible, you're missing the point. <laughs> just, just my two cents. Well, the, and the difficulty is good scholarship then doesn't get funded. Well, that's true. I, I get it. So there's, there's a Bible translation right now that's trying to find a, a way of, being published that has that that economically will work they're they are giving mm. away um electronic copies okay and it's a good translation but you cannot at this point buy a physical copy hmm. uh, because you know the i mean since they started giving it away publishers are going hell no yeah um yeah but yeah bible publication is really complex and sometimes it would be and as with any publication or any commercial for-profit field um <clears throat> and all, all honesty i'm not sure if oxford university press is strictly for-profit it might be a non-profit anyway people are going to figure out a way to make money off it if that's their job is to figure out how to make money off it i know at times it's been as simple as we're going to change four footnotes mm -hmm. and we think that will be enough or we're going to update the map section, and the rest of it's identical to someone else's. Yeah, it just it just it, it, it makes me feel like overturning a table or two. Is, is <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> I get it. Like I, I, yeah. finding finding funding to, to get it out there. Like, uh, um, yeah, the, the the problem is the profit. Yeah, uh, it, it it needs to be like the cost of the Bible should be the cost of the Bible, mm -hmm. not. And in contrast. Your fun fact for the day, everyone, is that the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer has never been copyrighted. Yeah, so therefore, yeah. go and copy. Feel free to copy. You can download it via you know, PDF from numerous websites mm -hmm. that some have ads, so they are profiting off it. Right. But the point was they these prayers should be shared. Yeah. And however that happens, go yeah. you know, long before the internet existed. Right, right, Photocopy right. them. 
copy them with your pencil, yeah. share them however you want to so that God ha is receiving your prayers. Um, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, move on Gospel? to other potential copyrighted material <laughs> that I never thought about. <laughs> Intellectual property is so far, never, anyway. <laughs> whatever. Uh, Luke chapter 19, <laughs> verse 28 through 40. Uh, after he said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples saying, go into the village ahead of you. And as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been written, ridden, untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they sent Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout. Um... We uh, we see here a story uh, that is repeated in all the Gospels, I believe. Yes. Yes. With one caution, mm -hmm. John puts it at the very beginning of Jesus's public ministry. Mm -hmm. The other three Gospels put it here at the climax of right. the public ministry. Right. Um, uh, I know before in the past we have had a fun discussion about uh, the uh, one of the authors, one of the Gospel authors. Uh, saying a colt, a donkey, uh, yeah. because uh, which is that John? I, th I feel like that is John, uh, because it might be one gospel says a colt here in Luke, another gospel says a donkey, and then like I think it's John who's like a colt and a donkey, bring right. them both. <laughs> you may be right. Um, which is a which is which is a fun way for John to be like I don't know they're, they're, both Mark and Luke were right. <laughs> It's all there was actually two. Who cares? Moving on. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, interestingly here, we, we see in Luke, uh, there's no reference to palms. Right. Um, uh, just the cloaks on the ground. I'm trying to remember which ones say which, because it's always fascinating to me to see which uh, gospel talks about uh, uh, what and which gospels uh, kind of gloss over other things that that are referenced um but i feel i feel like john is the one who has palms am i right yeah, yeah all right that fits his narrative better right uh, because in in john he is setting up jesus as king right um that the world is not recognizing right and so the um, symbolism of palms as a sign of royalty, very important. Right, right. Well, uh, further, his narrative is to also uh, place the blame on the 
the people themselves as well. So that also kind of helps his narrative yeah. of like, oh yeah, they're the ones who thought he was king. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, uh and wanted to install him and have them yeah well yeah uh but so yeah it's interesting that we see uh just just spreading cloaks uh, on the road uh one can imagine uh the previously read psalm uh like we said going on uh the the interesting thing here to um to maybe dissect I, for me is the pharisees saying hey tell your tell your people to stop um what's what's the motivation here like 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 uh stop don't you're drawing too much attention yeah you're gonna get yourself killed yeah okay um, yeah because in in luke um yeah i'm trying to remember again which there, author it, it, like <laughs> the pharisees are the are, are the uh the the pharisees are not nearly the bad guys in the in, in luke, luke as okay. they are in some of the other gospels gotcha Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but what a great, what a great response! Like, hey, look, if they don't sing, you know, the whole, the, whole, <laughs> the earth, the earth itself will, will, uh, will uh, uh, make the noise for and us. And they're they're <clears throat> surrounded by stones. Mm -hmm. um, the buildings are made of stones. The road is made of stones. The hillside is covered with stones. Mm -hmm. So. It would be so much louder than just the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that's kind of interesting, though. This is uh, as you say that if the you know the road is paved and the walls are stone, them singing uh, is naturally amplified as a result. Uh, oh yeah. So so uh, this is this is a. Uh, his triumphal entry into the into the city is is kind of made a megaphone by the structures themselves. Oh yeah, and, um, and the Romans were very much into showy procession mm -hmm. processions of military might, and so they very much encouraged that form of construction. Right, right, right. And they were very aware of acoustics. That's why they're. Um, amphitheaters that survive to this day are still good for non-amplified performances you're right um it is uh uh it is interesting <laughs> this interaction with the owner of the the, the colt slash donkey slash colt and donkey which took place in matthew not john matthew okay yeah. okay all right all right um uh it's it, it what a what a weird uh what a weird character to step into the shoes of you know what i mean like why why are you taking my my yeah. colt the lord needs it okay <laughs> more information please like god god need, are you going to are you going to take my colt to the temple <laughs> right like, is it, yeah cuz it is passover time it is passover like <laughs> don't kill my donkey that not it might be a new one on me. I don't, <laughs> pigeons, doves, yeah, rams, goats, sure. Oxen, yeah, yeah. no donkeys. <laughs> the laborers. I mean, come on. Um. Uh. Yeah. In the story, the owner of the animal it, it was not nearly as vocal as I think I would have been. <laughs> I. 
I, uh, I, I would have had more questions. Sure. At the very least, narratively, I would love for one of the authors to have said, like, come, come with us. Like, you know, you, you know, we need to borrow your, your cult. Come with us. Uh, and, and like, there's Stella's cult. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's in, in Luke has it, as you are describing, as a singular person in Mark. There's a small crowd around the cult saying, "Hey, you're you know, you're stealing Ben's cult. What right? Are what are you What are you doing? Hey, you youths! What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> you crazy Galileans! Aren't you the sons of that guy? <laughs> that one fisherman? <laughs> what are you doing stealing animals? <laughs> Go to the big city and <laughs> misbehaving. Um." Yeah, so we see we do see a little bit of theft uh, uh, in in God's name. So, mm -hmm. uh, um, what? Uh, it, I guess I guess I should have also asked. Like, we kind of start uh, mid story here. After he said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. What 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 was it that he said? Where are we in the in the Luke story before? What's the the preceding verses? Um, what's he talking about? That's what I'm just double checking. So I've been checking all. I might have, well, check it. Um, what happens next is the cleansing of the temple. No, I mean, I mean, like what what happens before? He said, "Oh, we start here in this in in, in the reading here. This verse that and it says, after he said this, he went on ahead, going up oh, to Jerusalem. Oh, so okay. what is it that he had said before we jump into our story here today? Um, he." had said a number of parables um and the last one he says is um to all who have who, to all who have more will be given from those who have nothing even what they have will be taken away but as for those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them bring them here and slaughter them in my presence it's it's a parable. It's not Jesus saying, this is what I want. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the... Um, now I can't remember the shorthand for it, but the story of the landowner who's a mean jerk mm -hmm. um, giving servants a certain amount of money and you know the, the most untrustworthy one is the one who buried it right i got gotcha. you than investing it with the bankers gotcha okay thing. well that's that's narratively that's interesting like uh you, you want to be like the guy who goes and risks it all mm -hmm. here we go <laughs> <laughs> turns and goes to jerusalem yeah. and <laughs> you, and it could be one of these things of well yeah he's going to risk it all and it's going to turn out great oh <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> turns turns out he was the one who buried it. Yeah, <laughs> or was buried. No, I can see that that is interesting. Uh, um, um, yeah, that it, Luke it, has him going from a, a series of parables mm -hmm. uh, because one would then assume that like I don't know. It's kind of interesting prep work for the end of your you know the end of your ministry yeah. or or one could say the be the real beginning. That's uh, right, uh, but. Uh, it is. So he will be teaching in the temple. 
mm-hmm. in the uh, before Monday Thursday. Before so Monday it's, Thursday, it's not so his more... final teaching, but it is his final teaching. Yeah, this before is... things get start to get really conflicted. Yeah. This is uh yeah this is this is the uh, the escalation event though this yeah. is this is what sets things into motion yeah um uh or or at least or at least we're led to believe so I mean if he teaches in the temple um does he ruffle more feathers yeah. so is it so it's it it's two in Luke in Luke it's two things that are sealing his fate mm-hmm. Jesus' fate one is the the entry into Jerusalem, which is enough for the Romans to say, yeah, got to kill him. Yeah. And then his, then Jesus um, kicking out the money changers and um, other merchants from the temple courtyard is enough to get the um, high level temple authorities to say, yeah, we don't want him around here. But... They don't feel well. They aren't powerful enough to arrest him mm-hmm. while he's teaching in the temple. Mm-hmm. That they're going to still have to rely on um, the Romans to decide when exactly to arrest Jesus and um, and what to do with him. And the Romans decide to execute him. Hmm. Uh, anything else about our gospel here? Um, it's just interesting to me to picture the Palm Sunday procession, because it comes from the Mount of Olives, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, a hill, I guess in Indiana we call it a mountain, but it, it's a hill that overlooks the old, what we now call the old city of Jerusalem. So you go down the mountain and then up a little bit to reach the gates of Jerusalem. Okay. And so again, go back to your point of the uh, sonic dimensions of this experience probably you could hear what was that something was happening for miles around right something's going on at the gates of jerusalem yeah. what's going on over there and it's at least today and there's no reason to think it's not a, a relatively ancient path it's a it's a series of switchbacks to mm. get from the top of the mount of olives to the gate of jerusalem and so the sound is constant mm. um you're the the people who are on that path are constantly making this noise and there's nothing to stop it until they reach the bottom where the city wall would mute it a little bit, but then it goes through the gates and it gets loud again Hmm. and walks to the temple and then starts busting up the courtyard. (laughs) (laughs) He was, he was, he was thinking, uh, he was thinking ahead of all those, uh, all those copyrights. Uh, (laughs) That would later come into play. All his free teachings that he yeah. gave freely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, well, with that, I think we will call to a close this your podcast for April 10th, 2022. You sure, it's not the ninth. <laughs> it's not the ninth. <laughs> it's not the ninth. <laughs> Uh, uh, Palm Sunday, uh, the, the which which signifies the end of Lent. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere in the squishy middle of <laughs> <laughs> of the service. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, uh, with that we'll call it to a close. We look forward to worshiping with you uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, however, that fits your needs and your schedule, especially as 
uh, uh, coinciding spring breaks are going on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, feel free to join us in person, 8 and 10, uh, or online at 10 o'clock live on our YouTube channel at HFEC Videos, on, uh, like I said, on YouTube. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.